Hello everyone and thank you for joining us this morning. The theme of my message today is the power of one. And of course I'm referring to Jesus as the one and the only one. At the time of Jesus, the whole nation was looking for a deliverer, someone who could relieve them from the oppressive rule of Rome. John the Baptist was in fact in prison for crossing Herod. He asked of Jesus, are you the expected one? Jesus didn't just make an empty claim that he was, he actually pointed to the evidence of care for people. In Luke chapter 7 and 22, he said, he told those who were sent, go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have gospel preached to them. There was more at stake here than the oppression of Rome. There was the oppression of the devil on all of mankind. Jesus is the love of God shown to the whole world, to every person, to every one. Historic things are taking place right now in the front of the eyes of the entire world. We need to try to understand our times and to know what to do as believers. That means we need to know what God is doing. Can we find a common theme in these events affecting the entire globe? The Me Too movement is a reaction to the powerful taking advantage of their position of power to victimize women, with the justice for the powerless really hard to come by. Then we have the pandemic. The word pandemic comes from the Greek word pandemos, which means pertaining to all people. Even with all the power of our technology and medical know-how, we are still powerless in the face of the pandemic. Now there are global protests against racism triggered by the brutal injustice against one man. This too resonated with the many others who have suffered bigotry and injustice. The common threads in all of these events are, they are global in reach, pandemic, in the sense that they apply to all people and are born out of a feeling of powerlessness and injustice. In the face of injustice, there is a revolt against the tyranny of silence and passive indifference. But the problem is so big, you ask the question, well, what can I do? Millions are protesting right now to force action from the government. Is that really going to solve all of the problems? Laws are an important component, but the real answers will come from a change in the culture, a change in the very heart of people. So here's something to observe. Each of the present movements were triggered by an event surrounding one person spreading quickly out of empathy. The solution too is fundamentally linked to one person interacting with one other person, with one person and the realization that we need to care for our neighbor. Every one together, standing up to support, protect and defend our victimized neighbor. For a believer, loving your neighbor is right in our wheelhorse. Let me share a story, a personal story. Picture this, a police car pulls up and stops two teenage boys who are walking down the street, friends. A black boy is six foot two, a 250 pound bear of a young man who looks intimidating, but really a gentle giant. The white boy is slight and white and no perceived threat. The white boys are in fact my son David and the black boys his friend Andrew. As they're being confronted they protest that they've done nothing wrong. 
black boy Andrew is manhandled, kicked, and ordered to be put his hands on the car and is searched. Nothing is found. But he is ordered to get into the car. David protests, but without effect. His friend complies and gets into the car. Not the first time that this has happened to him. As he's being put into the cruiser, David is outraged and insists on being put in with him. The police are surprised by his strong reaction, decide to back down and release them without a warrant, with a warning to stay out of trouble. That was 27 years ago. David and Andrew are still friends, lifelong friends. The crisis we're seeing played out before us uh, in the eyes of the media is not a new phenomenon. Abuse of power and advantage has a long history and racism is one of the faces of systemic injustice. It has other faces. The underlying root is the tension between power and those who are powerless. How the dominant treat the minority. The police represent justice, law and order, intended to ensure that the strong protect the weak. It's a tough job. Everyone benefits from it when it is done as intended. But when the justice system supports abuse of power, it's a betrayal of that trust. The brutal truth, however, is that it is not just the laws, the police, or even just Western society. It is a human systemic issue, dividing humanity into us and them, friend and foe. How do you change that? How do you and I as one person deal with such a pervasive and systemic problem? We have to follow God's way. Jesus taught that the essence of the law was to love God and to love your neighbor. One Pharisaic lawyer then asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? In answer, Jesus told him the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now the Jews and the Samaritans had a long history of hostility. They hated each other. Yet one Samaritan went out of his way to help one Jewish victim of assault. One person helping one person in spite of antagonistic differences. Your neighbor is the person next to you. Their humanity outweighs any other distinctions that might exclude them. God uses the power of one. Who is the one he uses? People today are still looking for a human leader who will champion their rights. We need to be grateful for good leadership, prosperity and good health care and a peaceful, just society. However, we have to realize that all of this is fallible and vulnerable to corruption simply because it is human in origin. God opposes the idolizing of human leadership, blind faith in human technology, human justice, and making the Christian faith subservient to national political interests. Idolize means to raise someone or something to godlike status, to regard someone with uncritical admiration and devotion that they can do no wrong. I'm deeply disturbed by the direction taken by so many of my white evangelical brothers and sisters raising President Donald Trump to messianic status and attributing infallibility to all his actions is idolizing him. Idolizing as a, as a leader compromises our ability to speak truth to power. And idolatry is in fact antichrist and creates a pathway to apostasy. Others show offensive disrespect for other leaders, including our own prime minister, all in the name of God. It's wrong. All leaders need to be shown respect and should be prayed for because of their place of influence. But Jesus, the only expected one, 
He is the one given by God for salvation of mankind. Jesus is the one and the only one. John asked of Jesus, are you the expected one? Jesus is the love of God shown to the world. He is the love of God shown to the pandemos, to the every man in the world. The law is love God and love your neighbor. God made the world his neighbor. When the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men, God moved into the neighborhood. It was not a desirable piece of real estate. But the one man moving in, Christ Jesus, affected the all. Read Romans chapter 5 and 15. For by the transgression of the one, many died. Much more did the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. This is the model of God's way, a prototype of how sons are to work with God the Father to affect the many. One as a channel of blessing to the many. We need an attitude change, not tribal, not from, from going from an us and them to a common us. Here's some news. Evangelicals, charismatics, and even Christians are not God's favorites. God loves Muslims, Hindus, blacks, whites, gays, straights. God loves the world, and God loves people. He has offered the gift of grace that Jesus Christ brings to everyone. Grace, unmerited favor. We don't receive that because we're better. We do live better when we receive the gift. We live in the favor of God when we receive the gift. We live in favor not because we're favorites, but because we've accepted a gift of favor. It is universally offered and empowers when accepted. As favored people, we follow the model that Jesus presented. All those who live in the favor of God have a responsibility to pay it forward. Here's the way things will change. All of us, each one of us, acts with God's neighbor loving heart in our sphere of influence. Reject indifference, join in, protect and defend the powerless. Like my story models, each one of us is the one to change the world. This is God's way to deal with the pandemics that threaten everyone. He has given us the one whereby mankind shall be saved. We are one with the one. Are you one with the one today? Defending the defenseless? Standing with those who have no other hope but in Christ? Let's pray. Father, I'm reminded of the beautiful hymn, You saw me plunged in deep distress, you flew to my relief. And as the prophet Isaiah put it, surely you took up our pain. You bore our suffering. Thank you, Lord, for making me your neighbor and loving me. Help me to see others through your eyes. Help me to listen with your compassion. Help me to be your hands to lift up the one who has fallen. You are the hope of the nations. We call on your name to rescue us. Hosanna, save us. Send now your peace and prosperity. May you come to our rescue at this time, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. And may the Lord bless you and give you his peace. Amen.